This podcast may contain content that is graphic and disturbing in nature. Listener discretion is advised. With the technology that is available today, fake photos and videos can be created which show people saying and doing things that they didn't do. So when this happened to a high school girl, showing her engaged in less than appropriate conduct, she was adamant it was not real. This is Apple for the Teacher, a true crime podcast. I'm your host, Anna Thomas. Today's episode is called The Deep Fake. The student claimed the video was fake, but was it? Just a note before starting. Apple for the Teacher does not name perpetrators out of respect to the victims. When there's so many haters, I really don't care because their data has made me rich beyond my wildest dreams. My decision to believe Inspector literally gave me my ratings and my fan base. I feel really blessed because I genuinely love the process of manipulating people online for money. You just listened to a well-known celebrity. Did you recognise that it was Kim Kardashian? Here are some other well-known people and see if you can tell who they are just by their voices. I'm going to show you some magic. It's the real thing. (laughs) I mean, uh, it's all the real We're entering an era in which our enemies can make it look like anyone is saying anything at any point in time, even if they would never say those things. So, uh, for instance, they could have me say things like, uh, I don't know, uh, Killmonger was right, or uh, Ben Carson is in the sunken place, or how about this, simply, President Trump is a total and complete dipshit. Now. You see, I would never say these things, at least not in a public address, but someone else would. Moving forward, we need to be more vigilant with what we trust from the Internet. That's a time when we need to rely on trusted news sources. It may sound basic, but how we move forward in the age of information is going to be the difference between whether we survive or whether we become some kind of fucked-up dystopia. Thank you, and stay woke, bitches. So did you recognise Tom Cruise and Barack Obama? And here is one final one. I am not Morgan Freeman, and what you see is not real. Well, at least in contemporary terms, it is not. What if I were to tell you that I am not even a human being? Would you believe me? What is your perception of reality? Is it the ability to capture, process, and make sense of the information our senses receive? If you can see, hear, taste, or smell something, does that make it real? Or is it simply the ability to feel? I would like to welcome you to the era of synthetic reality. Now, what? Do you see? Did you recognize each of them? 
Or did you know that these audios were actually fake? They weren't the real voices of each person. Each audio also came with a video of the person speaking and the technology is just so good that anyone would believe that they were really watching a video of that person. This technology surfaced about four years ago and has come to be known as deepfake. It uses artificial intelligence, or AI, to create a very sophisticated video. And here is one definition to explain what a deepfake is. A deepfake is an image or recording that has been convincingly altered and manipulated to misrepresent someone as doing or saying something that was not actually done or said. Deepfake is a technique for human image synthesis based on artificial intelligence. It is used to combine and superimpose existing images and videos onto source images or videos. The phrase deepfake was coined in 2017. Because of these capabilities, deepfakes have been used to create fake celebrity pornographic videos or revenge porn. Deepfakes can also be used to create fake news and malicious hoaxes. This technology has progressed way beyond the early days of using something like Photoshop to superimpose a person's image on another person's body. This technology was very crude and not convincing at all. However, the AI technology currently available has become very sophisticated and is improving all of the time. While many of these videos online are created to be humorous and all in fun, one recent video was far from funny. It showed the Ukrainian president on video instructing his troops to surrender to the Russians and lay down their arms, but it looked totally authentic. So this is just one example of how this technology could have serious consequences if in the wrong hands. So let's now look at a deep fake that was created in the context of this podcast, that is, true crime related to schools. As someone who's from Australia, if there's one thing I know about America is that cheerleading is an absolute institution. Yes, we have cheerleading as part of professional football teams, but it's unheard of in high school. The previous episode of the 33-year-old cheerleading mother who went back to high school pretending to be a 15-year-old and joining the cheerleading team just shows how cheerleading is so entrenched into American culture. And this next story is yet another example of the lengths that people will go to when it comes to cheerleading. A 16-year-old high school girl named Maddie lived near the city of Philadelphia in the US. And like many high school girls, she was part of a cheerleading squad, which had become her whole world. She documented her routines on social media and had thousands of followers. It was then one day that her cheerleading coach wanted to talk to her about something, and he then proceeded to show her a video that he had received. It seemed to show Maddie smoking from a vape pen, which was a violation of their code of conduct. He had received the video anonymously and asked if it was her. The video sure looked like Maddie, but she was shocked at what she saw, saying, 
I went in the car and started crying. I was like, that's not me on video. I thought that if I said it wasn't me, people wouldn't believe me because obviously there's proof. It's a video. But the video was obviously manipulated. Adamant that it wasn't her, Maddie's mother went to the police, not just about the video, but about the numerous threatening photos that she had received in the previous weeks, which seemed to show her drinking alcohol and also in various nude poses. But Maddie and her mother believed that these were doctored. She even received one text message which said, you should kill yourself. But it turned out that other members of the cheerleading squad had also received anonymous messages. After looking at the material that had been received, the police believed that the vaping video of Maddie appeared to be a deep fake. They surmised that the material was created by someone on her cheerleading squad who viewed Maddie as competition, and therefore the video had the goal of having her kicked off the team. After tracking where the messages had come from, the police were able to follow the trail to a woman who was the mother of another girl on the same cheerleading squad as Maddie. So their hunch had been confirmed. It appeared that the mother had hoped to rid the team of any girls who were deemed to be competition for her daughter. So the mother was arrested and awaiting her upcoming trial. However, as the incident gained notoriety all over social media, there started to be some doubt that the video and images were deep fakes. Some suggested that they were actually real, and the reason for this was that someone creating such material had to have the skills and specialised software, and it didn't appear to many that a suburban mother would have the necessary expertise. One deep fake expert said, It is very, very unlikely that someone like Blank could create a convincing deep fake of the girls vaping. And the man himself who created the Tom Cruise deep fake said the following I'm not saying that this mum didn't do anything, but to me, it's a fact that this video is real and that this girl was just denying that she was in this video. So many deep fake experts came forward questioning how the police had assessed the footage and decided that it was a deep fake. One said, There are only a handful of people in the US capable of properly vetting a deep fake using specific computational forensic techniques, going through it frame by frame to comb for clues, to be able to say it with authority if it's real or not. When the police were asked if they ran a metadata analysis on the video, the response was, It was made with a naked eye judgment call. So it seems that this may have been a case of sloppy police work. So without concrete proof that the mother had created the video, the charges against her were dropped, although she is still facing charges of harassing the girls and the case is still ongoing. Her lawyer said, They clearly did not understand what a deep fake was, but used it as a sensationalised weapon to destroy Mrs. Blank's reputation. She will forever be known as the cheer mum or criminal mastermind, as some in the media called her. So it seems that Maddie had been vaping, 
and therefore broke the rules, but didn't want to get into trouble and denied it, despite making the statement. I was shocked, surprised and scared because I didn't know who would be able to manipulate a video like that because it looked really real. And so this story is an example of the danger of deep fakes. They can create fakes, but they can also provide a way to dismiss real audio and video as fake. And as the technology is still in its early stages, it's believed that in five or so years, deep fake technology will become more user-friendly, that even amateurs will be able to create believable counterfeit videos. And here is another example of a deep fake which was created recently following the death of the black man George Floyd at the hands of the police officer. I would say that there are very few people who have not seen that very, very distressing video footage. A woman who was a former Republican congressional candidate made a claim that George Floyd had actually died years earlier and that his face had been mapped onto the body of a former NBA player to stir up racial tensions. So this shows that this technology has the potential to have catastrophic results in police brutality, revenge porn, and even murder. One lawyer summed it up as follows. All it takes is one or two high-profile cases involving deep fakes to go awry for other cases to be tainted. Once we have this doubt, this poison that's been poured into our ear that it can be manipulated, then we really are in another level of the post-truth world. That law enforcement is woefully unprepared for this new world cannot be overstated. The systems and the people who are meant to protect us against false accusations or inspect evidence to see if it's real are not equipped to do this. It's just so scary to think about. So when the news broke of what this mother had allegedly done, many were keen to hear from the woman's daughter, who was set to benefit from her mother's actions. She claimed that she didn't know about the video and the harassing messages. So was this true or just a girl wanting to save her mother from criminal charges? She made the following statement. I was there at a sleepover with another girl on the team and I watched them make the video. So after everything that has emerged, it appears that this girl was telling the truth. The video was real after all, but the police had not interviewed her and took Maddie's word that it was not her in the video. So the case is still progressing through the court and the mother's lawyer made the following statement. If blank had been guilty, if she were truly going to doctor a video to make it look incriminating, why make it about vaping? Why not something worse? She has received death threats online and been subjected to ridicule, harassment and embarrassment. Her reputation right now is less than mud. They have ruined her life. There's no question about it. On Twitter, they have already convicted her. She's always going to be labelled the deep fake mum or a criminal mastermind. How do you dig yourself out of that? Well, you know, I don't have any sympathy for her, as it seems that she did send the harassing messages, and then the whole thing got out of hand, 
but she was the one who started the whole ball rolling. So I'm afraid that I'm not sorry for her. So although we have seen examples of how AI can be used in negative ways, the question is, can it be used in a positive way in terms of its application in education? Schools have access now to various forms of technology to enhance the learning experience. I was teaching before computers, and now I really wonder about the effectiveness of my teaching way back then compared to now with the use of computers. I cannot even imagine teaching now without computers. So with AI being a new form of technology, is there a place for it in education? Here is one example of how deep fakes can be utilised in education. So during our own school days, we remember liking some teachers more than others. Some of us had a preference for males or females, or we may have responded to a certain type of personality and voice, and we all had our own specific learning style. So would it be possible to customise a teacher for each student based on their needs and preferences through the use of artificial intelligence and deep fakes? I came across an article which argued that this will be possible in the not-too-distant future. So here is what has been proposed. Students would be assessed when they start school and information would be gathered about how they learn, what keeps their attention, the type of personality and gender of a teacher that students respond best to. All of this information would be used to construct an AI teacher for each student. The teacher would look like a real person, they would speak with a voice best suited to the student, and the teacher would be adjusted as the AI learns more about the student. The aim would be that the image and voice is so real that the student would really accept that the AI is a real person and would bond with them. So here is how it could work. Each student would have a computer and an AI camera would be fixed onto their facial expressions. They would also wear a bracelet which monitors blood pressure pulse, temperature, and communicates these to the AI teacher. This would allow adjustments to learning if needed. The students would also have a headset with a mic so that they can communicate with the AI teacher. The teacher's image would show on the screen along with the lesson content. This content is delivered at the level and speed best matched to the student's needs and can be adjusted during the day as needed. The system would also have benefits to the student's health and safety. As they would be in their own learning space, this would reduce illness transfer through the spread of germs. Therefore, health costs would decline. There would also be a reduction in student arguments and fights. The students would also have access to an app on their smartphones so they could communicate with their teacher when they weren't at school. So, what would be the perceived advantages of this system? Well, teachers get sick, the deep fake doesn't. The money used for teacher salaries would be saved and used for other purposes. Learning would be customised to fit exactly what each student needs and would take into account their nationality, religion and language. AI would allow a level of differentiation 
that's impossible for teachers who have to manage 30 students in each class. The deep fake also would never get angry or go on vacation and would be there for the students 24-7. So what about the disadvantages? Well, the cost of the technology would be very high to begin with. Education would become impersonal and students would not develop interpersonal skills and learn how to get along with others. Okay, so let's say that this AI technology does exist at some point in the future. Each child has their own personalized teacher. But just how good would they be at emulating all the skills and qualities that real teachers have? For example, if you were to ask someone what makes a good teacher, you may get some of the following responses. Good teachers are prepared, organized, adaptable, flexible and creative. They are masters of their subject matter and love what they teach and convey that love to their students. Their enthusiasm is contagious and their students pick up on it. They set high expectations for all students and form strong relationships with their students and show that they care about them as people. They demonstrate patience and a good sense of humor and they show concern. They interact with students on an individual basis and are available and approachable, showing a genuine interest in them. They treat students like an adult, not a child. Good teachers also have a belief that their students can do well and show compassion and empathy. They listen as often as they speak and are never sanctimonious. Now, I could go on and on about what makes a good teacher. Go online and there's a lot on this topic. But let's hear what kids themselves have to say. Take a listen here to students speaking about what they think makes a good teacher. Encouragement and kindness. Never letting you down. Be patient. Helpful with things. Understanding. Always fun. They're going to make sure their students are having a good time and not being bullied. Never let you down. Be really excited and like you can do it. When they make you feel good when you get a question right. Energetic, caring, humble, unique, honest, and just outgoing. You know, if they have a good smile, if they have a nice, sweet voice, if they made everyone in the class like feel really happy. A teacher who is really kind, caring, and supportive would make a really great teacher. Somebody who would able to really help me embrace my, my inner self. Always smiling. Inspiring us. And they would say, oh yes you can, you're smart enough girl. And happy all the time. I think a good teacher in my mind is probably someone who lets me be myself in class. Someone who will take the time to get to know me and listens to my ideas. I want a teacher who will observe how I learn and knows what will make me successful during class. Um, she always has a great attitude. I like it when my teacher challenged me. When they just keep it, like when they don't just lecture the whole time. Probably a lot of tolerance with their students. Isn't afraid to have fun. I like teachers who are fun and like energetic and make class like, like not boring, just them standing up on the board like talking. I like teachers who are like kind of excited and 
have some like energy take you under their wing and really try to show you what they're trying to teach you and work with your learning styles. A perfect teacher is a very strong, open-minded person who loves engaging with kids and goes, takes their different learning styles and puts them together and uses them for activities and stuff. I like when my teacher is like in a good mood and she's um, talking a lot, like not yelling but talking and having fun with us. She treats me like I'm one of her actual kids and she takes me under her wing and watches out for me. And if I'm having a hard time, they can give me support and teach me like after school or have extra time to help me. I like it when my teacher is friendly and is enjoyable to be around. Like she gets to actually get to know you and not just have you as a student. They don't tease us, but like they kind of like joke around with us, which I think is really cool because it helps me connect with them. Really get to know who you are and not just know you as a student that she has. They're there because they want to be there. They enjoy teaching you. They enjoy being with you and helping you. Somebody that's really like upbeat and happy. Some teachers will, like, they know how to work with students better and they're nicer. And I would like somebody that really understands that everything's just not always school and that there's a lot of other like things that we need to learn about, like the real world and stuff. They have more personality so they're more of a friend than just an authority figure. So they maybe share stories about their actual life instead of just pointing at the board and helping you have life experience so you can make it out there in the world. How smart are these kids? They get it, don't they? That it's all about a teacher's personal qualities and making genuine connections, which robots just cannot emulate. Yes, they would devise good educational content, but to my mind, would fail at the interpersonal side of the relationship between teacher and student. Yes, no doubt they can fake this, but that's just the point. In all of our relationships, we want them to be genuine. So to me, if this technology became available, I would be 100% against it. We would be creating children who don't have the ability to have quality interactions. Yes, there wouldn't be any arguing or fighting, but part of growing up is to learn how to get along with others. So what happens when they finish their education and then they go out into the real world? So while we can see how deepfake can be used in negative ways, while doing this story, I came across an example of how it can be used in law enforcement to help solve cold cases. It was about 20 years ago when a 13-year-old Dutch boy was shot dead while throwing snowballs with his friends in a metro station car park. But the case remains unsolved to this day. It's believed that he was just in the wrong place at the wrong time and that it could have been a case of mistaken identity. The Dutch police decided to use deep fake technology which is believed to be a world first, to create a video of the boy asking the public to help solve his murder. The video shows the boy on a football field and a group of his friends, family and teachers forming two lines in a guard of honour. The boy walks through the guard of honour towards the camera with stirring music playing in the background. His sister says, 
Somebody must know who murdered my darling brother. That's why he has been brought back to life for this film. The boy himself then says, Do you know more? Then speak. One of the police investigators stated, We know better and better how cold cases can be solved. Science shows that it works to hit witnesses and the perpetrator in the heart with a personal call to share information. What better way to do that than to let Cedar and his family do the talking? The use of the deep fake is not just a lucky shot. We are convinced that it can touch hearts in the criminal environment. And his sister said, It takes something big to track down the culprit. This is something big. I think information is definitely going to come in. If this doesn't get you, I don't know what will. It's not going to bring Cedar back, but hopefully it will bring answers. Now, I only found this video about five days after it was released, and I read that the police have already received a number of tips. So it will be interesting to find out what happens in this case. And now I want to finish this episode with one final deep fake video, which was created about the moon landing in 1969. As we know, that landing was successful. However, President Nixon at the time had written a contingency speech just in case it failed. That speech was recently used to create a deep fake video. So take a listen. The men who went to the moon to explore in peace will stay on the moon to rest in peace. These brave men, Neil Armstrong and Edwin Aldrin, know that there is no hope for their recovery. They also know that there is hope for mankind in their sacrifice. They will be mourned by a mother earth that dared send two of her sons into the unknown. And when you look at the video, it is so authentic. It's made to look like it's really old because it happened so long ago, and it's really, really convincing. So it just shows you the technology that is available today is really absolutely remarkable. But as we've seen, it can be used both in a negative and positive way. And now let's preview the next episode. It's called Boy Genius. A high school boy solved a murder. How did he do it? And now to end this episode, I will leave you with this twist on a well-known phrase. Seeing is no longer believing. Bye for now and remember to be a good apple.